Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Welcome to another episode of We'll Talk About That Later, a podcast about football, mostly about opinions, sometimes about facts, depending on who you ask. Since you're here listening to us, subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, wherever. We are there. And follow us on social media as well. We're on Instagram and Twitter at WTATLOfficial. And we're also on TikTok at WTATL.podcast. Now, I'm about to tell you what episode we're on. 112. We're on episode 112. It's going to be a while for me to get used to that. <laughs> well, Abdi, you're back. Welcome. Oh, no, Welcome I back. Know. How are you really. feeling? I'm good, thanks. I had a, it was actually a very easy COVID to honest. You survived the Rona. Symptoms. Yeah. I had the Aubameyang variant. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Break it down. I uh, don't go to work. <laughs> or I come late. Or no, man, not many touches in the box. Um, opposition box. Yeah. Mark? Yeah, I'm good, bro. It's good to have you back, Abdi. I'll be real. Thank Last you. Last week, um, now that you're here and the week's gone, I feel like I can say it now. But someone said it on Twitter or Instagram anyway. You, don't, you sounded like you was fully underwater last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So it's good to have you back in the, the flesh. Thing is, I even showed you guys I had proper light. I know, yeah, 5G. So, but the, the thing is, yeah, I, was no, I noticed when I listened to it back, when I was speaking, I didn't realise parts of what I was saying was getting cut because you were talking over me. So most of the time it was me saying something and Mark going, let me ask you a question. Just <laughs> <laughs> No, as well, you were going, blah, 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 Yeah, blah, yeah, blah. a few times, yeah. But still, we, we made it through. Yeah. But we've lost and one. And you're here to tell the tale. Oh, yeah, we, we have lost one. Um, only for today. She'll be back fighting fit next time we pod. And that's Tanya. Um, get well soon. She got the Rona too. Yeah. She got the Rona. It's licking us down. But me and Junior are the only ones standing at the moment. Yeah. Still negative. Still negative. Touch with. <laughs> we are you, we are you. But uh, forget the roller, man. That's yeah, yeah, forget yeah. Right, Before we get started, yeah, I've got something. Junior, it's your birthday recently, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and so I was doing this live. I would have given it to you yeah. last week, but obviously I had the Rona. So look at this. I got your shirt. It is. 
are for the listeners. It's a Getafe training kit. For some reason, they got a name on the back. <laughs> and guys, who's on the back? Cucurella. Cucurella, yes. yeah. For those of you who don't know, Junior looks exactly like Cucurella, but no it's a way. Getafe train. I don't know why they've got their names and number on the back of a training top. But you know yeah. what though? It's nice though. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the, the joke is I like the joke there. Yeah. Look, young, it's, young look at the front. It's got, it, hasn't, guy. it hasn't got any sponsor or anything like that. It literally just has the club badge on the front. And um, I was going to get you a Brian top, but I was too expensive. I need you whilst, I need you walking around. I need you going over to Spain. I just need you to walk around in <laughs> yeah. that top and see yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah. I was going to get you a Brighton one, but then I was like, I don't want to spend that much money on Junior. <laughs> and then I didn't, I don't know. I had to Google another club he played he play for and randomly they have a training top with his name and number on the back. So I was like, perfect. Fair enough. Thank you, Abdi. No worries. <laughs> Mark's looking at me like, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, trust. All, all now my birthday was what? Like two months ago? It's true. Yeah. Waiting for that top, boy. Do you want me to get your Bruno Fernandes one? Why are you breaking oh, my phone? Oh, you know. In that picture you put up on Instagram, you looked a bit like Bruno. No, he did not. <laughs> You're <laughs> crazy, <laughs> bruv. All right. Order. Sorry, Mark, we're going to have to talk about a game that's probably been the talk of everyone recently. Great game. Spurs versus Liverpool. Great game. I don't know why. Tottenham sorry, I know, I, I know I've been in a bit of a mood recently. You don't have to apologise. Okay. I mean, arguably, that was the game of the season. I think um, the 2-2 the, the against Man City was better. Or, or, or the 2-2 against City. But yeah. in terms of the, the chaoticness yeah, and the pace, chaotic, yeah. um, the... That Spurs Liverpool game is up there as a contender at the very yeah. least. Yeah, it was a, no, it was I'm a only apologising because you're probably tired of talking about it. That's true, and reading about it. And yeah. um, but as they say, you get it all out, you move on. Um, some of us have cup games this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you're tonight actually, as, yeah. as we record. So that's another uh, chance for us to put draw behind us, get a W, move on into the. You got Leicester in it. Got Leicester. So it'll be Spurs have West game. Ham. Spurs at West Ham. You got, a, you got a one team. We've got a tough game wanted. against Sunderland. <laughs> Everyone wanted it. Well, you know, Arsenal are going to make it really tough. Who have Chelsea got? Brentford away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no, not, we, we've got the easy tie. I mean, we really should be going through that with that. Mm-hmm. But on the game, yeah. uh, Tanya messaged us. She was like, uh, make sure you give Spurs their props. No. So, I, I feel like, I feel like, although I, I don't want to, but you have to give Spurs their props. Yeah, um, yeah you do. That was probably one of their best performances. Although, like, I wouldn't say it was like a complete performance. Obviously, like they they conceded they, two goals, they conceded two win. goals, and they didn't win purely because of an error. What well, the reason they got a point was an error. So um, I I give them their props. Though. No, but they, and also you could say that the reason that they didn't win and is also, because there's a provoker in front of goal. Yeah, yeah, but still, like that was the most chances I've seen them create this season, and against Liverpool as well. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So what they did really well was they knew that Liverpool playing a high line, mm-hmm. and they popped it over the top time and time again. The, the interesting thing was that Harry Kane and, and Son were never, they never came back. They always yeah. just stayed occupying Stressed, the defenders. Yeah. You, you could tell from the first minute that was the game plan yeah. to yeah. to isolate Kane and Son, which is, oh, you think about a pairing up top. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you don't get much worse than Kane and Son as a pairing up top. Yeah, yeah. And it looked like the plan, you could see it so early on, was to just isolate them with I think, our two I think you meant was don't get much better. <laughs> what did I say? You said don't get, get much, much worse. worse. <laughs> I was... I was uh, I was thinking on more the defensive side. That uh, that's what Mark was no, talking about. No, no, about. no. Actually, thank you, Abby, because <laughs> I would have got so much um, stick from Tanya. Stick from yeah, Tanya and, yeah. and all of the Spurs fans who listen. I actually meant so much better than, than yeah, Kane yeah. and Son as a pairing. Um, and like I said, the plan—you could see it straight away. It was evident. Lead them up there, isolate them with the centre backs. You know already when you're going to play us, our full backs will push higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite clever from Spurs actually, because it's not often that teams come up against us, even when we're away from home and leave two. Up yeah. there, 
and stay and have them stay with our centre back. So that was interesting to see. I think I think I was surprised in terms of Liverpool. Obviously, I've mentioned before, I don't like the the the, the persistence with the high line all the time that Liverpool do. But I mean, when you're at full strength, you can do that because your fullbacks push high, and then you got Van Dijk is like a cheat code in it. And most of the time, although with the error, Allison's good coming sweeping out. He's really mm, quick off yeah. his line. But in the midfield, what what surprised me the most was in the midfield. Obviously, Liverpool. That's what fourth, fifth choice mm, trio. I mean, so if, yeah, if we started got, our, if you started with Fabinho, Hendo, Thiago in the midfield three, then yeah. it's a different game, innit? But Tottenham allowed someone like flipping Harry Winks so much. Not Tottenham. I mean, Liverpool allowed him so much space in midfield. I don't know why, because almost every game I've, I've we played against Liverpool, home or away. They pressed us high. Mm. Well, you got to, well, I, just because I want you to finish this point, but you've got to remember that's the first time that midfield three have ever, ever yeah. played together yeah. in, exactly, in the game. Yeah. And, and we're talking about, like we said, it's not chaotic, your, high octane game that this was. It was a really tough game to come into. Exactly, in it. So the, I would say, like, if you're in the pecking order of what Liverpool's preferred midfield three, obviously you've got the top, the three that were injured, well, weren't available for Fabinho Henderson, uh, Thiago, you've got Harvey Elliott who's injured, you've got Curtis Jones who's injured. I don't know why he didn't play Ox, but Ox would be ahead of them. I don't know. Ox maybe just had a lot of minutes recently. That's the only reason yeah. I can think of because I was quite shocked when he didn't start as well. So, yes. so um, maybe like even, uh, well, maybe I'd only put Cater ahead of Ox, for example, who was in the pecking order. So, and have you ever heard of this guy called Tyler Morton? Yeah, like, I, I saw him before. Play I never Norwich. saw him before. He, well, I saw against he, played, he played against Norwich in the cup. Yeah. Uh, he played the full 90 against Milan in the San Siro in our last. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Champions League game and where won to game, be yeah. fair yeah we yeah, won the game 2-1 two, two, and there was nothing in that game for us but there was everything in that game for Milan and he coped yeah, well exactly. on the night it was, so, it was slightly different for him at, at Tottenham yeah I mean and then Tottenham they really like there was a lot of space in behind Morton so that's why like Matip and Kanai struggled a bit and obviously you're playing against two really really strong forwards and I don't know what was up with Harry Kane that day uh, but it was especially in the first half it was a much better performance than I've seen him this season at all mm. well if you gotta think if he wasn't the one of the ones who had covid mm-hmm. essentially what he's just had is a two-week break yeah and that, would, that would have done a lot of them good um i think it was gary neville who said it actually and we'll go back actually and we'll cover the goals individually so we'll start from the first but i think it was gary neville who said actually spurs came out for the second half and you could almost see that that first half was almost a warm-up for them mm-hmm. and then they came out and they were you know quicker to the ball second half stronger um so it's clear to see where the fresh legs were but again to me, that that doesn't matter. You played you played the game that's in front of you. Yeah. We played a lot of football recently. There were some fresh legs in there, but again, I, I just think it was there was too much chop and change for us in that eleven, um, particularly in the midfield. And obviously, when you're missing the best centre back in the world, it's going to be difficult to get yeah. to grips with a a different Spurs team to one that we've played in the past three or four years. You know, with the five three two isolating yeah. the strikers with the centre backs, etc. We covered this. Um, the, in my honest opinion, I like a lot. I saw a lot of criticism to your defence, and I'll be fair the ball over the top was far too frequent. Like, they got in so many times. But, like, on a 1v1 basis, I don't think Kanate and Matip were that bad. Mm. I was Especially Kanate. I thought Kanate well. was good. Kanate in particular, was, I thought was really good. Yeah, so I don't think they were that bad. But, I mean, I feel Liverpool were, were too confident with the high line. You haven't got Van Dijk. Although, like, stylistically, Kanate is not that different from Van Dijk. So he's not a slow centre-back mm. like you had last season. So he's slower than Van Dyke. Van Dyke is super quick, and obviously he's he he just he brings fear amongst forwards, isn't it? So 
I don't know why Liverpool didn't press Winks or like the uh, press him a little bit higher, a bit bit higher up. For example, when Eric Dyer got on the ball, so it was just too frequently. I and think then, it, it was tricky because that gap from between Winks and then Kane and Son was so big that if you committed numbers mm. to Winks, you know, and they bypassed that press, yeah, it immediately works in Tottenham's favour because they've isolated their attackers with your centre backs as the, as we've spoken about many times now. Mm-hmm. So that press was difficult. With the high line, I hear what you're saying, but that's us. That's, what that's how we on. play football. It enables us to press from the front. You know, our front three are the best pressers in world football, mm. arguably the best. Um, and that high line, it gives them that, that platform to go and do that. Yeah, It's, it's an interesting one, but the Spurs' first goal, um, you've got a great ball from Endombele, to be yeah. fair. And was, I, I can't lie, I know Kane hasn't been Kane of... Uh, of the past few seasons this season but as soon as he was slipped through I had no there was no doubt in my mind that, that was wasn't good in finish, the back yeah. of the net yeah. Gary Neville celebrating did you hear him <laughs> oh my god you're not England coach anymore bro <laughs> he's like oh <laughs> shut up man <laughs> but uh, and then you lot equalised quality yeah. quality cross what Robertson. I was going to say what I was going to say is that I think one thing that I noticed was in your midfield you definitely miss Fabinho because for a lot of um, Spurs counter-attacks I feel like Fabinho would have cut um, a lot of those balls, the second balls. So mm-hmm. when they've got it down and they're picking out a man, I think Fabinho would have been there yeah. mopping up. I agree with you. Let me mm-hmm. put it this way. They, they wouldn't have been able to isolate Kane and Son with our two centre-backs yeah. as and they Fabinho. did with Fabinho yeah. on the pitch because yeah. he would. It's, there's a massive difference in having your first choice defensive mid there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the best Tyler defensive Morton. and mm-hmm. then a 19-year-old who's making yeah. his first start in the Premier. He's 19. 19, making okay. his first start in the Premier. I'll prem. give him some slack. Um, yeah, yeah, no, this, this kid's a good player. Yeah. In terms of his physicality, he's nowhere near where yeah. he needs to be. But in terms of technique and vision, yeah. really good centre mid. It's just he wasn't able to show that on, yeah. on the day. And I don't know, the I th- I thought, sorry, I think, I don't know why you didn't just play Milner as the deep, like, deep the holding midfielder and then bring in Ox. Mm-hmm. Ox has been all right defensively this I know. season. These, I mean, it's, it's easy to look back at things and ask these types of questions. Um, there would have been a plan. Yeah, not sure what that plan was, but um, yeah, I mean to be honest, when I saw that team, I said to you guys even in the morning, I said mm, I'm feeling yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, iffy right, about yeah. this game later. Um, yeah. Spurs essentially had a fully fit squad, I think minus Hoiberg. Yeah, um, oh, I didn't realize he went playing. Uh, aside from that, they were fully fit, um, so I, I, I kind of knew it would be difficult, and it's not easy going away to Spurs anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on this, onto the equaliser, it's just Jota. He surprises me so how much headers? how many headers he scores yeah, and wins. He's a short guy as well. He's yeah. a short, short. He would have been one the, of the shortest players on the pitch. It's the timing of the jump. Like, Robertson's ball is perfect. Like, it dips just after the defender. Mm. And I remember he scored a bullet header against Arsenal last season. Yeah. Like, he's... Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's... Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Um, he, 10 goals, you know. Like, he's one of those players here who we could all... Everyone rates him, but he still seems like he's going under the radar. Mm. 10 goals, second top goal scorer. And obviously, it's difficult to be anywhere near... the. Mo Salah in terms of goals, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? So, but yeah, he's a quality player. And he's then, been um, fantastic. This one season. thing that I was going to say as well is like, I know it touches a bit on the second half, but I think one thing um, that I think Liverpool lacked, and again, it's obviously because of your lineup, but I think when you managed to get on the front foot, whether it was a counter attack or you're just attacking through your general play, was just a final ball. Like, loads of times you found, for example, I can only think of this one chance now that Mat- Matip. He, he wins the ball and he drives forward and literally there's a ball on to, I can't remember who's on the right, but he just dallies a little bit and then he plays it too late. And then mm. I think, 
Was That's it? typical center half. Yeah. You know when you, you make that run and then oh, you kind yeah, of think, yeah. oh, I'm, he, I'm he in tried, the final Was it in the second half where he yeah, tried to shoot with his left oh, foot? Uh, yeah. He should have shot with yeah. his left foot, actually. He's, listen, Matip's the, the king of that. Matip, ben White's only the prince. No, of no, no, no. Matip is back, a better yeah. midfielder than Hoybier. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was just thinking it was just like that that final ball yeah. is all that was missing from yeah. from Liverpool getting one of these. But then after the, the equaliser... Well, before the equaliser, there was the... The Stonewall red card that wasn't given. Yeah, like well, you moved I, on to the equaliser. I was going to talk about that, but sorry. you. <laughs> yeah, but then, bro, like I saw a tweet yeah, that really it made me um a hundred percent agree with it. It was saying um Harry Kane, Harry Kane's tackle looked fine on the first um first uh viewing, but on the VAR it showed that he's the England captain. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was ridiculous. I, and in I the just, post-match yeah. interview when he was saying, oh, I got the ball. I won the Bro- ball. He didn't touch the ball. Gonna yeah. b- I only touched it with his arm after he's... I think, he, I think he's so stupid that he didn't realise that it wasn't <laughs> the ball that no, he touched. I think, I think you're, you're always going to say that you got the ball. No, I was a foul. No, but Paul, you would in Sunday League when there's no cameras. <laughs> but when you're playing in the biggest league in the world and there's cameras literally yeah. I mean, has, watching we, your every move. We've seen that before. Um, I honestly think, yeah, these referees are just waiting for someone's leg to break. So they would have sent off... if If... Robertson got injured, like badly injured. Then they would have sent it's, him off. It's but they ridiculous. sent they sent Pogba off for something similar. Yeah, but against I mean, uh, Liverpool, wasn't mm. it? Cater's 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 yeah. leg was planted. They, it doesn't matter if Robertson's leg is not planted. Robertson, you know, he managed it was to evade. Foot, that. He was, he was, he had no control of his body. He was just sliding uh-huh. forward. They take the intent into consideration quite heavily nowadays. Yeah. The intent was there. He was what? He was like three meters away from him. He was yeah. too pumped, and that was a wild sprint. Yeah. I know he was pumped and. Yeah, that's a very good point because they're, they're 1 0 up. Yeah. Um, first time they played football in a couple of weeks. You know, the crowd was bouncing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're you're 29. You're the England captain. You've yeah. been playing football for a long time. If you can't control those emotions, then. It's a dangerous tackle. He should have been off. That's, there's no question tackle. about it. And considering, like, the other red card, which we'll get. Do you want mm. No, no, let's. let's um, order the well, game. let me just talk because we will keep it in order. But um, the second red card, which I agree with, by the way. So there's no questioning of that decision from me but the questioning is obviously why for the second challenge is the ref being sent to VAR um, but but the first one they're not even telling them to go and have a look and for me it's just it's just inconsistencies it's nonsense yeah well uh, another point that would have had Liverpool fans especially Klopp um, you know unhappy would have been the right at the end of the second half I don't know if it was right at the end but at the end of the second half, Jota gets the ball in a box and it was a clear push. Oh, no, push, that, to me, that was a stonewall Clear paint. push in the back and it wasn't even checked. Oh, well, it was checked, but it was um, the ref didn't get to did, check did it. Did you hear what the reasoning he gave to Klopp afterwards was? No. He said Jota stopped, so we couldn't give the pen. Um, but Klopp came, out, Klopp Klopp came in out in his interview and said, "When you, if you've played football, you know that when you shoot, when you're about to shoot, you have to stop. You have to stop. <laughs> What does he want to do? Just to run just in the crowd? Run. Like, just oh yeah, go jump in the crowd, bro. So no, that, that was a, that was a stone wall, and you said it in the chat. Abdi. Yeah. Within ten seconds of that challenge stone coming wall. in, Abdi was I in the they, chat. Stone no, wall. I didn't even message because I was watching it on my phone. But I, I straight away I was like, oh, it's pen, a pen, it's a pen. Yeah. It's a pen. There's no doubt about it. And Klopp is a clever man because na- after the game, yeah, he said, "I don't have any problems with referees, but I have a problem with you." So he that is that is Alex Ferguson to a T. Yeah. Well, we've had, we've had about I think eighteen bookings in the league this season. Eleven have come under him in three games. Exactly. So so so, so essentially, like he he put pressure on that guy because one, they probably won't assign him a Liverpool game for a while, yeah. or if he does, he's going to feel the pressure to okay. not shake Liverpool. Yeah. So it's, it was a clever it, decision. But, but he also said in his post match, he was like, 
um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something along the lines of like, I have no problems, but it's obviously that he has a problem with me yeah. and I would like for him to tell you what the problem is with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think it's time then on that note? Cause I saw some, I saw people debating this on Twitter earlier. So, you know, um, you know, a manager will come out and speak after a big loss. Yeah. For example, Old Trafford, 5-0, Liverpool away from home, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will come mm-hmm. out and speak and explain why he thinks uh, it, it went wrong. Player um, will come out and do post-match interviews. Is it time for referees to, to come out and explain uh, themselves I after a game or, or do we keep it? No, a- no absolutely. It's been time. But one thing that's very clear, especially in this country in terms of refereeing, there's no accountability and they protect each other. So the whole issue with the VAR, I think, is majorly to do with the fact that they don't want to correct their mate's decision or the people, or their colleagues, the peers, the people they work with. Only when it's completely undeniable, even though there were completely undeniable decisions in this one yeah. where you can clearly... And also, I feel like if it's a yellow card decision and you can't change it, there shouldn't... like it, Nowadays, I think the whole VAR has removed the stuff after the game. So like in terms of diving or like whether a retrospective stuff because VAR is looking at it now. So all of that's been eliminated. But still, even if it's a yellow card decision and you can't do anything about it post game, I don't think that's where referees hide behind a decision. So a yellow card, they haven't overlooked it. Why isn't their committee looking at a clear yellow card what mm-hmm. Harry Kane did and overturning it and making it a red? Still, that should be an issue. Mm-hmm. And on top of that as well, we've we, like I said, they're, they're cowards. So... The admission, so if a referee goes in front of a camera and says, uh, this is why I made this decision, blah, 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 I made this wrong decision, blah, 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 that is almost an admission of making it incorrect. And all of the whole thing is to protect each other. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's not realistic. But I, I just, uh, you're right, I, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. I just think until there's no, uh, while there's no accountability, mm-hmm. this will be a common theme continuously season after season because if there's no accountability and you know that you can make the wrong decisions with no repercussions Mm -hmm. i also feel like it's starting to creep in more like more visibly the bias as as you pointed out in terms of like (coughs) is it paul tini whatever his name is uh paul tini um referee in liverpool games the amount of yellow cards he gives and, and all that kind of stuff but you can start to see clearly some of the biases that some refs have in terms of like games that they Ma- referee Mike Dean and stuff. Arsenal. Mike Dean is yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. Well, Naby got elbowed in the head and it wasn't intentional. Um, yeah, and then and then he got a yellow card for complaining to the ref. It was it was two or three seconds of yeah. complaint and that was it. And I saw far worse in that game of players talking to refs. Yeah, so, so I think Liverpool did get shagged. Obviously, the Robertson decision, I think that was... No, that was... That was a red. I mean... Yeah. It was silly. And I'll be honest, Robertson does that a lot. Like, he's, he's, he's quite... He's one of those guys. He's like one of the, what do they call it? Wiley or Streetwise? He's one of those Street guys. Streetwise, what? So I remember, said Wiley. Wiley. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I don't mean that. Just I, don't, bars, I, don't, I don't mean that. Wire. <laughs> no, but like Wiley Coyote. He's like yeah, savvy. Yeah, yeah, so, like, so, uh, but I, I always remember the game against Flamengo, was it? In the, the Club, Club World, World Cup. Cup. And then Mane got into a, a rift, I think, with Rafinha. He spent by Munich. Don't and he, goes, Mar- he goes, Sadio, I'll take care of him. Yeah. So you like, he's, you're just the type of player you just love so much if he's on your team. Yeah, exactly. But if he's playing against you, he's one of the first players you hate. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was deserved. But I mean, can we quickly talk about um, Wait, he scored, you know, before he got. Oh yeah, off. Robertson. Yeah, yeah. Trent, Trent, volley, man. <laughs> that, I mean, Trent, Trent's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Robertson was arguably man of the match, even yeah. with that red. Yeah. Um, goal and assist. The goal and assist, but they were both just in terms of influencing play. Um, I think it was evident. We've covered this again that 
with our first choice midfield lacking, there was more emphasis on those two controlling the game for yeah. us. And they did. They really did. Um, and it's t- it shows that where we're at in terms of football, modern football. And fullbacks. a lot of the time, fullbacks are running the game. So now. can I ask you a question? Oh, both of you. And you can say like, perhaps I'm asking this without any prep or whatever, or you can just give me the answer. Are Trent and Robertson as a pair in one team the best fullbacks we've ever seen in the Premier League in terms of like together? Unquestionably. Yeah, Gary Neville said it. And I'll, I'll be honest, um, you're talking about a man who has played Premier League football for 15 plus years, won and it all. He's uh, before, well, he's widely considered as the best that's in the him, him, and, him and Dennis Irwin, he, he's doing himself an injustice by not mentioning them in that conversation. But the fact that he's so clear and concise in his thinking, for me, I think that's unquestionable. Um, and, uh, and I'd completely agree with the it. The only reason people are hesitant to give them the props that they do is because people don't give people their flowers whilst they're still playing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's very much this nostalgia thing as well. Mm-hmm. So people are hesitant to say, like, in my opinion, yeah, the Premier League has not had a, a massive amount of top quality right backs. So people would think I'm crazy if I say Trent is in the conversation for best right back. He is already. He is 100%. Like we've ever seen the Premier League, 100%. So like the same thing as well. Like I put Van Dijk top three ever in the Premier League in terms of centre-backs. But people are hesitant to say that because, oh no, Rio and Terry and all that stuff. But have you ever seen someone who's consistently at this high level? Like we we aren't living in an era, right now we're not living in an era where John Terry and Rio are playing every week. We were alive at that point and we were like conscious football fans in terms of we can analyse it. But right now what we're seeing, people are so hesitant to give Van Dijk the props he has as a top centre-back because he's playing now. And if we were the way we are now, because we're all like, what, me and you, me, me and you are 30 plus and Mark, you're what, 28, 28, yeah? 27. 27, all right, cool. So you're 30, <laughs> we're all, Mark, yeah? Yeah, so, so at, we weren't, we were a kid when really, when the top centre backs, Adams and mm-hmm. Rio and Terry and all that stuff. So that's the same thing, like, but the, the two we've got now in terms of the two fullbacks at Liverpool, I don't think, you don't get that level of quality and consistency. Like Robertson, He's the picture of consistency. He's a picture of energy, intensity. Um, the guy just doesn't get tired, does he? He's 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 a, he's the perfect left back, like for a, especially for a manager like Klopp. And Trent, I don't think I've ever seen this level of talent from a right back. Like the guy is the best playmaker from right back. Yeah, is mm-hmm. uh, unbelievable. The passing, I don't think that is. People have to give him his respect. Like they all talk about his defending. I'm not saying he's a he, he's not a bad defender, but he's not the best defender, is he? So he's got a lot better this he's, season. And physically, you can see he's much bigger now as well. Yeah, and he's, yeah. and he's, his interceptions have always really been good. He's Positionally, still there's still things like there are right backs who are better mm. than him. But I hear that positionally, though, it's because impossible. he's so far forward exactly. and, and often drops into a central area, yeah. there will be times when it's definitely open around that right back but, area. But the point remains, his talent is un, un, undeniable. Mm. And I don't think I've ever seen anything like that, especially mm. from a right back. So you, you, to answer your question, you're 100 percent right. Like mm. those two are the, the the best combo I've seen in the Premier League, and that's a combined eight million. It shows yeah. you that's an an academy player and eight million Robertson from Hull. Which I just think it just shows that there's you, you place a big emphasis on player development and trust. Mm. You don't always have to make the big 50 million, 60 million signings. Talking about quality fullbacks, yeah. Let's talk about the other end, end of the spectrum, and Emerson, Emerson Royale. Bro, I googled his name yet. I googled, googled <laughs> I, I checked his Wikipedia. He's the Wikipedia. one who gave the non-existent penalty yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 
I checked his Wikipedia and the Royal isn't actually his name. He's got one of them like Anderson, uh, Tuza and all that stuff where Brazilian players have like 16 names. Wow. Whereas him, <laughs> the Royal is, he used to look like someone who was on like an ice cream packet and his his uncle just gave him that name. He's Royal. So nickname. he's anything, he's anything but Royal, but <laughs> that guy is, you, you, nah, he's, nah. What's the, opposite, what's the opposite of Royal? I don't know. Or bro. even Prince Pauper. Andrew. Pauper. Pauper. What did you say? I'm not repeating it. I'm not repeating it. I said it. Well, Prince Andrew, he said. <laughs> but um, bro, bro, like he is honestly, he makes Matt Doherty look like Cancelo. <laughs> oh my god! And he's another Wait, one what? from. He makes Matt Doherty look like Can- Cancelo. Cancelo. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> bro, he, he he's another one from that lump of like Barcelona. From Barcelona's, you know, uh, bins, bro. You talk about like the likes of Furpo and Yeri Mina, Andre, yeah, exactly, Samedo. Bro, they've got options in terms of the crap they've, they've invested in. <laughs> and then Tottenham went and got someone from Barcelona's bins, man. They like, rejected, well, they, they didn't go for Tomiyasu. And they for this for guy. Emerson. And Tottenham fans are comparing, em, were saying Emerson is better than Tomiyasu. He's not even as good of, as Chambers, bro, and Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> He's not good, bro. Um, he is a bit chaotic and um, he should have been booked for the, the foul on um, Jota. Uh, yeah. For the for the non pen, I think you need to give props to um, someone like Winks. He was that's his best. But we haven't even talked about the second goal. We just said, oh yeah, Robertson scored. Oh, Allison, man. But then yeah, straight after um, Allison. Allison to be honest, I can't even because there were whoa, times in that game where he saved our ass. Yeah. there was the Deli Ali. Deli Ali put wide. Yeah. I honestly thought you put it wide at yeah. first until they showed the replays. What a save! And just in in general. Um, like you mentioned earlier, because we play such a high line, mm-hmm. he was always there. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that he, you know, he was there again. He was first to the ball for the Son equaliser. Just missed. Um, it. It's just one of those things. It very, very rarely happens with Allison, but yeah. it did. He'll pick himself up and we'll move on. It's just a shame. That he was that fuming that at himself after. Yeah, he was. Like, yeah, no, he, he's he's fuming when we concede a goal, yeah. even if we win six one. Yeah. He, he's not happy. Um, but it's just, it's a, yeah. oh, go on. I was just going to say it's the type of thing you can kind of accept because he's so exceptional. Kind of accept. I've moved on. No, there's not. Well, there's nothing. About I was just talking Ed. about like at the time. Mm. Even uh, you just got to, you just yeah. football is a ninety minute game full of so many unpredictable uh. um, moments that when they come, yes, it's a big shock. But at Did that you? point, there was still fifteen minutes to yeah. go, fifteen twenty minutes to go, and you're thinking, yeah. all right, well. We go again, but then now, you yeah. got you literally got a red card right after. Yeah. Or was yeah. it before or after? It was, it was, it was after. Okay. But did you think, yeah, because did you think it was a fair result? Because I honestly think like there was a period of time where li- literally Tottenham could not get out at all, and yeah. Liverpool are pamming mm-hmm. them in like. But then, and then on the balance of play, Liverpool had like majority of possession. But Spurs had so but many chances. The amount of chance, that's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. why I think it's a fair result because the amount of chances Tottenham had. The Harry, clear Harry Kane, like the header, was it a header? The header yeah, was, it was a terrible. Back post, like how but did you miss that? The the chance where Allison saved it, it was Deli Ali, yeah. horrible cutback. Oh and, yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah. just yeah, it was terrible. I, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think a point of piece is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, they had the better chances. We controlled the majority of the game. Um. Tanya, if you're listening, let's do her a bit of justice. Um, that's probably the best I've seen Spurs play this season. And oh, for a while. For a while. And this isn't even a dig, but that wasn't hard because um, they've been so poor <laughs> yeah. for the majority of this season. But they were really good. They actually shocked me a little bit. Um, you never go away to Spurs and think it's going to be an easy game, but I didn't think they were going to show the fight that they did. Um, yeah, that's one thing I noticed. They definitely showed a lot of fight. Yeah. There was there was fight in them, and in the fact, although it was an error, but it still came back into the game, innit? So, 
Of and, but Liverpool honestly could have won as well. Do you know, right at the end, yeah, when Alisson put that beautiful ball <sighs> over the top, Simicast, he delayed for like half know, a second. Half, literally half if a second. If he played it, like control it and play mm. it, Salah was in and put, 100% would have scored. I put that down to him kind of just being just mm. on almost, yeah, yeah. still kind of warming up. He had about eight minutes, 10, 10, 10 minutes. Um, Not fully caught. What impressed up. me though was that, I know we brought Joe Gomez on for the last like three minutes, but before that, for 10 minutes or so with 10 men, we were attacking that game like we had a eleven yeah. men and they had ten. Like we weren't. Like Addy touched we on, like stopping. your interception game is is a, is. To be a Liverpool fan, yeah, and just feel like we're gonna win the ball back at yeah, any moment, all moment here. Like this is what I was mentioning when I, a couple of weeks ago when I was on. Um, I said Liverpool, they're not scared of anyone. Even with ten men, they're still going at it. Yeah. And I was just like, this is ill-advised. You know, you know, you've got one man less. But then Tottenham were 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 trying to get the overload on because he didn't have a left back at that point. Yeah. They were getting the overload on the right hand side and who's the right wing back? <laughs> Every single time he got into space on the right when there was loads of space, the guy, I don't even think he can kick the ball hard enough like, for <laughs> professional football. Like, it was, Matip didn't even need to stick his leg out every time he was crossing it. He was just hitting him. And I was just like, this guy is horrible. Like, honestly, it comes to something where I feel like Antonio Conte needs to go give Serge Aurier a ring. Say, bro, come back. <laughs> I hope Tottenham have got like a buyback clause from um, Kyle Walker-Peters, bro. Because <laughs> this guy is horrific. Like, he's not good at all. And I'm uh, sorry, Tottenham fans, but he's not. <laughs> okay, so we'll end on there. Good, really good point for Spurs um, after not playing for two weeks. I just want to ask you a quick question um, about Spurs. Because uh-huh. we've done a lot of Liverpool chat here. We would have done a lot more Spurs chat if Tanya was fit and healthy yeah. today. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case. But where does that... It's got hamstring strain. It's got hamstring strain. Um, where does that... As Arsenal fans... Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's be honest. You might not accept this, but you've worked yourself into a, a place where you can challenge for top four. Mm-hmm. Now, definitely. No questions. Mm-hmm. Do Spurs worry you? Considering what you saw on Sunday... Or was that just because, as most teams do, when Liverpool come to town, you raise your game? I think Spurs, I, I don't want to take the focus away from Spurs, but I think Spurs and Man United do, mainly because they have the game games in hand, uh, more so Spurs who have three games in hand. But yeah, if they if they play like that, like under Conte, they've they've looked really structured. They don't concede that many goals. Oh, and and they've officially been booted out of the conference exactly. league now. So they're with you on one game a week. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's gone. Oh yeah. So I was just gonna say yeah, like absolutely. And um, I think we've said it from the very beginning: is who can be more consistent. And if Conte can get Spurs, man, he's look made Dyer look really good. So if and Ben Davis, Ben Davis, <laughs> oh, he had. So he had like, Salah in his pocket. Exactly. Well, so uh, it's the quiet. No, listen, I got no qualms in 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 speaking about like that. That was definitely the quietest I've seen Salah all season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, Ben Davis and and Eric Dyer, yeah, really good. Just on the just day. just on that point though, like like Jeannie was saying, Conte, he's obviously improved them a lot. There's two things that scare me the most about not just Tottenham and Man United as well. One, Man United, they both both teams look more structured. Two, both teams have. Match, uh, uh, match win, more match winners than us. And for Tottenham, I literally just mean Son and Kane. <laughs> Kane hasn't been amazing this season, but he's still got the capability yeah. to win a game for them. Son, same. May not obviously got they got guys like Ronaldo and who could win the game for them, even though they've been terrible for eighty nine out of ninety minutes. Um, <laughs> at, but now, like Mark said, Spurs are out of the Europa Conference League, yeah. which is embarrassing. First English team to ever get out of every single European competition there's ever been. <laughs> so uh, hold that. But Conte, Conte with one game a week. He's 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 a, he's a we've seen it with Chelsea and yeah. we've seen it with Inter Milan. He's got he's a results guy, innit? So 
that's what worries me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd just be interesting to see which team can be the more consistent team, whether Conte can keep it up with the players that we know aren't good. Mm. Um, and Tanya has admitted before. And obviously they've got January transfer window as well. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think as fair. an Arsenal fan, I'm just kind of happy that um, that we're, we're not so... We're not rubbish, you know. <laughs> we're not we'll complete do, trash. Well, we can just segue yeah, back let's, let's, into it. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so Arsenal played Leeds uh, as the only game that happened on Saturday due to all the cancellations. Um, interestingly, um, Arsenal, as usual, aren't really good away from home. So it was, it was, even though we were going to a Leeds team who had just been battered 7-0 by Man City, I was still kind of like... We'd only won two away games. And we don't score that many away from home. And so it was, for me, it was more like, okay... Can we play the same way that we did against West Ham mm-hmm. against Leeds? Yeah. So for me, that's what I wanted to see. I just wanted to see that consistency in performance away from home. Again, I know that Leeds have been on a really bad run and they've got like 12 injuries. Fortunately, um, we, play, we played against a team that don't practice defending. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's just, I think, I think Bielsa just goes, you guys go out on the pitch and run forward as much as you can <laughs> I, until I, you get tired. I, I, I see like the... The issue is, is that when you play man marking the way that Leeds play man marking, like literally, Lacazette, if you've watched mm. any Arsenal game that he's played in in the last two years, he literally plays holding hands with Partey. Yeah. So, yo, what's up, had, Ramsdale? So, him. <laughs> so you had Leeds centre back in midfield. They, they did it. Ridiculous. They uh, did La- it. Laka dropped deep to the left back position and he followed him. And there. he followed him. Yeah. And then we had Martinelli, who's lightning quick. And Saka, who's really quick as well, just exposing the centre space. It's crazy. Leeds, we'll get on to the game, but Leeds were Leeds lost 7-0 to City a few days before that. And, you know, mm. they were 3-0 down, kept kept playing the same way. Oh, yeah. all of a sudden it's 4-0, doing the same things. 5-0, 6-0. They're still tracking men halfway down the pitch, 7-0. Yeah. It's I, like, I surely was... there's a moment where you say, stop. Well, not even just that. Low block, compact, mm. tight. Let's, you know, let's stop the conceding of silly goals now. Yeah, and and change just stylistically a little bit where the clean sheet for us is more important than the goals. And at the end of the day, if you keep a clean sheet, you're getting minimum a point. You go out there and get three points. If you yeah. get a goal, and Leeds need points at the moment. Uh, I said it last week, last season, it's chaotic to play in the same way against everyone. Man City is not the same when you're playing against Crystal Palace or Norwich or something like that at home, yeah. where you can nick a one nil or something like that. Or you're playing against Man City. These guys will destroy. You. And in, in mid game, there's no there's no thought for any of these players. To think, all right, our goal difference is taking a battering right now. Yeah. Let's stop. Arsenal had eleven shots in the first on target in the first half, which is a record for the last six seasons. No team has yeah. ever done that. that and, and when you consider that this season in particular, your shot on target ratio is really been nowhere near that. Nowhere near that. Yeah. It was all, a good day chance, to get our stats up. All, yeah. all, all chance creation as well. All like, chance creation. Um, they, Odegaard then, had a field day. Like yeah, he Odegaard. just had. He basically, I don't mm. know. He turned up and someone handed him the key of Ellen Road, and he was just doing well, what let, everyone. Let's did. cover the game then, because his oh, the ball, the little cheeky ball, the little prod, I should call it. To he should have had about yeah. three the, assists in the first yeah, half. Though. Yeah, like yeah. Lacazette missed a one-on-one. I think Saka like should have had a hat trick. At nil-nil as well. Yeah, That's when right. you start to think, oh, could obviously I know it was easy for you in the end, yeah. but at nil-nil you think, oh. Yeah, but to be to be fair, like I looked at that 
And I was like, the first minute we're getting a chance for that, uh, that clear cut, I was yeah, like, this is yeah, going to be a long yeah. day for them. <laughs> we, we, like, if we, if we even like shoot remotely on target, this could be ugly score for them, innit? But yeah. obviously, like, <laughs> Melier was having a good game and yeah. we weren't really that, you know, um, lethal with our finishing. But, so a lot of people were talking about the fact that Leeds had a lot of injuries, which they did. You know, obviously but they their lost first Bamford team, and Calvin Phillips. It wasn't it, like when I looked at the team, I was thinking, okay, cool, this is going to be like uh, before the team. I was before the team came out, I was thinking, all right, this is going to be like a Leeds under fifteen team. But, their team, but they, it wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, like, it was. Relatively. It was usually their first team. I wouldn't say it's their, their their first. Sorry, not the first team, but it was their. Um, it was the first team squad. Yeah, first yeah? team squad. So yeah, but like so, like uh, when you think about it. Leeds, their back, their defenders, they're not that good anyway. Like Ailing's half decent, I think. Dallas is not a defender. Ailing was playing at uh, centre back. back. Yeah, but I mean, like if you think about their first choice back four, um, Furpo's not good. But he was um, missing. He, I think well, he was the him, Phillips, and Bamford were the only ones missing from that first eleven. Yeah, I mean, but he's not. Furpo's not good. Cooper's not good. Strauch is not good. Lorente's not good. What about Cock? Oh my God! He, how on earth he gets into a Germany squad? It just goes to show that there's not that quality centre backs in Germany. But he's and then that right back they played Drame, I think it was name is yeah. Graham Sunes ripped him to pieces. Yeah. But honestly, him Martin and Dan, him and Dan James, they better like start looking for college courses in Leeds because football <laughs> is not for them, man. Just just Ma- Martinelli had him on toast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know he's twenty years old, but yeah, bro, I mean, like you still got Martinelli's time. Martinelli's twenty. Does yeah. does it annoy you that as a defender? Though, does yeah, it annoy fair. you that? You're seeing this Martinelli now. Could have been seeing that Martinelli for a lot longer. I, I I've had time to think about this, and I for all the bad things we talk about Arteta, I think he's been he's the he's managed Martinelli well ish, this well ish because when Martinelli came back from injury, the the knee injury he had, he even had surgery. It took a while for him to get going, and the game I think it was his third game back. Uh, against Newcastle, he actually got injured again. So, and then bringing him on, Martinelli is the kind of like as a hundred miles per hour yeah. all the time. So if you, if you if you've got a player who's who's just had in, knee injury and he's just had another injury, I think you risk a lot when he can't stop. Like Martinelli's press, press, press. He's like chasing up the ball everywhere you go, yeah, and right. so like um, him when when the start of the season he had gone to the Olympics. He played against Brentford, but I still don't think he was he was there. Because like, we were a shambles that day. And yeah, we were a shambles. But like, I don't think he was there in terms of his fitness and stuff. But now you're seeing, a, I feel like you're seeing a, a more mature Martinelli, especially yeah. from his first season. You're seeing him press at the right time. You're seeing him, um, like, because before he would just press. and But now you're seeing him win the ball back. You're seeing him hound defenders. You're seeing him follow the, the right back, uh, the right back. And when the ball back, he not makes Suchek in, in um, against, West Ham. against West Ham in midweek. And so you're starting to see a more confident Martinelli. You're starting yeah. to see someone who kind of understands his role in the team. His overall play really has been... Because that's one of the things that I've, 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 I've been a bit critical of with Martinelli. He's very young, obviously. He's still young. But I mean, when he, he was... And Arteta said something really cl- really good in the interview. He said he's, he's getting gears to his game. He's not yeah. doing everything 100 miles an hour. And that's one of the things we got. And he was like a lot of time mm-hmm. it was mindless pressing, you know, which can lead to injuries or anything like that. But his overall game, like now when he's like, he, he, he I thought he, he's a bit lacking on the technical side. But I mean, now just watching him, 
just his overall game, the way he's keeping the ball now, he's getting assists as well. Got an assist for Odegaard against Man United, got an assist for um, uh, Gabriel against Southampton. And what the, I think one of the main contributors is that when Martinelli was playing earlier this season, the few cameos they was getting, it was alongside Aubameyang. And that's two forwards who don't get that much involved in build-up. Having Lacazette there now, I feel like since he's come... Martinelli's best performances, even last season when he got a, side, a, a period in the side, is when Lacazette was playing centre forward. So Lacazette comes deep, sometimes too deep, and then Martinelli, you know, Occupies he's going to attack, space. attack mm. the space. But like, even against West Ham, Martinelli's goal came from Lacazette's yeah. pass and Lacazette was in midfield. Yeah, interesting. I want to touch on something from the game and then I've got a question that will be quite tough for you. But I was meaning to ask you this a couple of weeks ago. I think I know what um, the question is. But the, back onto the game, we won't cover all the goals as they as they kind of went But Martinelli's in. a um, finisher, man. But Martinelli is a finisher. Um, that challenge from Ben White. He had a great game. Other wild. Than absolutely wild. And the no, worst thing absolutely was, Absolutely yeah, no need. It's just like a concentration. The worst thing was, yeah, did you see Ramsdale and Ben White acting right afterwards? Yeah. So Ben White goes <laughs> in Ramsdale and Ramsdale's like, yes, like. come on. And then they high-fived. But Ram, you Ram forget him, like, literally no, three seconds before this guy took out this guy and the guy fell so hard that he hit his head on the ground. That's how <laughs> much of a bad challenge it was. And it was so unnecessary. It, it was. was. Really that's the, I think that's the only... Because he was going nowhere. That's the only kind of damp nowhere. patch on your day. It was a quality was, penalty, though. Like, I was about to say fantastic. Fantastic from Rafinha. Um, but, but it's... it's, it's Exciting times, like you're you're seeing the progression. We've seen him stabilize the defense. We couldn't see him, um, uh, and by him I mean Arteta. We couldn't see him like stabilize our attack and get the forward mm. players into the game and creating chances. And I think over the last three games, Southampton, West Ham, and Leeds, we have seen our forward players uh, create more chances. Um, Odegaard's been really good in the really, last three yeah. games yeah, so yeah, his form has changed um and he's actually been scoring as well so we brought him in for assists but he's getting involved so we have now we have two midfielders not counting martinelli and because they're more like wide forwards but um we have emil smith Rowe and odegaard scoring from midfield which is something that we didn't have last season what was your tough question yeah um I, I would I, I would ask you to rank all three but i think that that's quite evil um, no, no, no. So I don't want you. No, I, I want to ask you who who has the highest ceiling out of your three kind of real young guns pushing through, and I say pushing through very lightly. So Ma- Martinelli, Saka, Smithrow. Yep. One thousand percent. I'm putting Saka number one. Like that's not even a question for me. And again, this I'm not. I'm not asking you this question as a as a like a who's better. Who's better? Um, One's like one is by far not as good as the others. It's just about your opinion on where you think they rank right now. Might change in a year. I, I I'm see, just, I'm just I interested. See, I see so much more in Saka, even in even, terms of ceiling. So you think in five years' time? Yeah, I think I think we're going to be struggle to keep hold of him. I actually think Smithrow. Yeah, I think like Saka. I can kind of see where he's going, but I think um, there's so much to Smithrow that I don't even think Smithrow knows. Like his pace, like people, we don't see it week in, week out, but he's got, he's really quick. His technical ability. Um, he's he's clinical. He he's clinical. He's um, joined he's, fourth in the league, is he with seven? Yeah. And yeah. he's our top scorer. He's our top scorer as well, yeah. Um, and I think when that confidence starts to grow and I think he, he, he realises that, hold on, I could be the guy, I think. I thought your question was going to be, who? How do we fit in Smith Rowe? Like, who's gonna who's gonna drop out? 
No, no, no. Well, at I, the moment, again, uh, cool. that's, that could be another question, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah. yeah, they don't all fit into the team. I mean, it, it did look like Odegaard was the one who was sitting it all out mm, yeah. uh, a few weeks back, but he, you can't drop him at the moment. No, he's, he's been... Um, no, well, Odegaard went in the team and Lacazette was essentially playing number 10 because Aubameyang was playing. So yeah. uh, I don't think Martinelli is 100% ready to be the first. But it's good to have options on the bench. Of course we, it's good to have options. Bro, yeah, yeah. I if we don't have ESR on the bench, our bench, you know, we have Pepe and all that nonsense. I was just yeah. about to say, last a few weeks ago, I was complaining that we, we rely yeah, on two yeah. 20-year-olds. So yeah. it's good that we have... Another 20-year-old who can... <laughs> yeah, when Junior said that it's exciting times, I think, mm, for me, it's exciting just watching these young players. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, I don't mean, like, I'm still... We still have Jacker in the team, you know, and he could have got sent off. What a mug. But, no. Oh, yeah. The fact he didn't yeah. get a booking for that as well yeah, is just that... Like, yeah, again, you know, the, you know, the consistency yeah. question. You know the song, Jacker and Emil smith yeah. When Jacker did that t- tackle, in my head, I was thinking, Jacker should be on death row. <laughs> <laughs> But what I mean is exciting times is like, I think our defense, like Tommy Asu. Uh, Fantastic. The way he was mocked by Sky Sports, um, what's his name? Cave. 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 Oh, that guy, I feel bad for him because anytime he tweets, there's Arsenal fans just <laughs> literally memes. But then, do you see that sequence of play where um, the cross was coming in, he blocked the, the attacker, he goes, keeps the ball, holds up the ball, he comes past his man and he wins he the foul fired, yeah. in midfield. Like, Tommy Asu's been a revelation. When he got injured and Cedric came on, my heart dropped. <laughs> oh yeah, actually. On that, so what's that injury? I think he was, like I think he was on. The, he was sitting on the bench. Like yeah, I think, I think he's okay. So he'll miss the cup game probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he'll be back. Yeah. Against Hopefully he should be back soon. But yeah, no, Norwich, Norwich, Norwich yeah. at the weekend. But yeah, he's been a fantastic signing as well. So um, but yeah, I, we yeah. really can't complain. Like since no. the last time I was on, we lost two times. We lost to Man United and Everton. Um, yeah. But then since then. That's three games in a week and three good performances. That's the main thing for yeah. me, really. The performances are bar the first 10, 15 against Southampton. But the rest of the having games said that, are... like against Southampton, what I was worried about is that usually in those games, we'll create one or two chances. We created so many. Again, I know it's Southampton tax, but Arsenal against Norwich, who have been terrible, terrible. Yeah. we couldn't create anything. We yeah, created that was that... really early as well. Yeah, we created like one or two chances. But against Southampton, against West Ham. West Ham, oh, that was a fantastic performance. Like, Saka had Masuaku on skates, bro. He just... Honestly, like, I spent... In a 24-hour period, I probably spent about 12 <laughs> hours watching videos of Saka. Saka has genuinely changed my life. I don't <laughs> think that's healthy. It's like, he's he just amazing. Like, he's been amazing these last three games as well. Like, yeah. he could have scored a boatload of goals as well. So, yeah, that's why it's exciting. The, it's the three youngsters and Ramsdale and the... Yeah, Xhaka should definitely be sent off. He's crazy, man. And then when I someone love how fouled I'm about the back, and he's talking about Xhaka. <laughs> oh, no, no, I just want to. I, I thought we were wrapping up the conversation, but I mean, just quickly, Xhaka, the audacity for when they fouled Tommy Asu right afterwards, he was all in the referee's yeah. face. I'm like, you're lucky to be on the pitch, mate. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's. Are you? Are you? Are you? Would you be worried to play Arsenal right now? No. Would I be worried to play Arsenal? I'd be. I'd be nervous. Really? More than nervous, nervous than the team had a Bamiyang in it. But I think, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I think you look slightly different proposition without a Bamiyang in your team. Um, and that proposition is giving teams a lot less time on the ball, creating more chances, taking more chances. I wouldn't say I'd be worried. But yeah. I think we you beat you, but I don't, I don't think it would be the 4-0, uh, what, five or six weeks ago. We could have the best team in the world, go Anfield, we'll still be 4 <laughs> Um, you touched on Aubameyang and he's now training um, by himself before the Africa Cup of Nations. Do you think that's done then? Well, I mean, he, I don't think he's coming back until, well, I mean, at least until he comes back on the Afghan team. But I feel like 
it definitely must something more than what we know is going on because you can't just be late late a day late and then be banished like you don't exist man well you spent yeah. what months of your life defending him as a player <laughs> and i'm not doing this to draw you out but mm-hmm. don't you think it's isn't it a coincidence that he's come out of the team and you're playing your best football of the season yeah yeah i mean it's not a coincidence i mean that's it's, what, I'm, yeah, exactly what it, I mean. yeah i mean it's there's no denying he's been very poor this season so um i don't know we'll see the but i mean if the team is functioning without him then you know, but I mean, these three games, although we play very well and I've been enjoying the performances, even if it's West Ham at home, even if Southampton at home leads away, I'd expect to win all of these games. Of course, you would expect. But the performances are what's yeah, yeah. impressed me the most. Newcastle versus Man City. Now, if you expected anything other than a Newcastle win, excuse me, ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are a sane human being. No, no, because uh, Mark was nodding, so yeah, I was yeah. like, Newcastle win, and he, and he was like, <laughs> Newcastle are one of two teams that every single time I see them play, I just get frustrated. Well, who's the other team? Burnley. Everton. Oh, Everton. Yeah. Because I just look at these teams, Newcastle, like, aside from Sam Maximan, aside from Alan Wilson. Alan Wilson. Alan Wilson. I'm gonna be, oh, let me be honest, right? Callum Wilson, his, his pass is slowly getting redacted right now. His, yeah. his um, quality player. Pops. Well, I mean, he's, he, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying no, he's I was singing, the, I was singing his praises a couple of weeks ago saying yeah. he could get into what, 13, 14. I've been watching him and honestly, he's not impressed me I'm at just all. Talking I know about, it's hard in that Newcastle team yeah. at the moment, but. I'm just talking about for, uh, for, senior, for Newcastle level. senior scout Mark. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Mark, <laughs> FPL Mark. Um, for, for Newcastle level, he's, he's probably one of those, well, we don't expect Newcastle to be upper end of the table, but he's one of those who probably would survive the, oh, the what do you call yeah, it, yeah. The, the Arabian summer. Aren't it? So, <laughs> so, so someone like, um, someone like when I'm watching Newcastle, I'm like, how on earth did this team come to this level of a bad, like the quality is in tatters. Like there's nothing good about this team. Like I look at it and I look on their bench. I'm thinking who could play instead of the ones that are playing. There's nothing like there's nothing. I just look at I'm like I, Sam Maximan might just, just might hate his life, man. One, he has to live in Newcastle, and two, he signed a six-year deal. <laughs> bro, so seven, weren't it? Oh, it's it? seven. seven yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's muggins, man. But uh, no, I just get so frustrated. Yeah. But I mean, they have Joe Willock, who they sign, and he's been no, like, I can't lie. Yeah. You've have, you have done a Liverpool. You've have fleeced Newcastle for him. You did it at Wobi. Yeah, you or oh, you've done it. You've done yourself with. That's the two sales uh, recently that I can commend Arsenal for. It won't be and well, Joe Willock actually showed something to get a move. Showed but, something yeah. to get a move, but, but li- since then, bro, no, I don't think anything compares to what Liverpool did with the Brewster Solanke. and Sheffield United. Oh, Solanke, Solanke, bro, that's worse. Solanke, no, no, Brewster's the worst. Right? Solanke's oh, a good Ibe. player, bro. Solanke's top scorer in the championship. Championship, yeah. no. Yeah, what about Ibe? Uh, Jordan Ibe, bro, that was that. <laughs> he was meant of, to be the next Raheem Sterling. Tottenham got, got shake, t- no, Liverpool. Liverpool got. Um, 13 mil for Danny Ward and he'd never play for Liverpool <laughs> he's gonna he'll play against us tomorrow he's, he's, he's Leicester's he's Carabao Cup goal, keeper yeah. um, what was um, I gonna say about Newcastle uh, Eddie Howe has shocked me right and I'll tell you why I just feel like he's come into Newcastle and hasn't changed much and I thought he was gonna change a lot and that includes the bland Brexit 4-4-2 formation <laughs> it's not working it didn't work at Anfield um, didn't work against City hasn't worked for Newcastle all season um, Jolinton was practically playing centre mid that's crazy like, I and did, he's also awful wasn't Sam Maximan on the bench recently when he was on the recent... bench against uh, City. City mad Joe, Willint- Joe Linton playing centre mid he, he did come off against Liverpool with a knock same match oh, yeah, but yeah. also I don't think that 
I think Eddie Howe looks around and he's like, "What have I got?" Yeah, there's, there's no, absolutely nothing. To, he's like, he's looking at. It, he's like, I didn't even like Fraser and Richie when they were born <laughs> for me. Like, why do I have these not, these losers with my team, bro? So it's just it. Honestly, like their it's midfield options peak. is probably some of the worst in the world. Shelby, who has no brain. Hayden, who's just the picture of average. Like he's the definition of average. And then you've got guys like Murphy who don't do anything. And then Joe Willock's been terrible this season. That's how bad it's got. They got a, a terrible striker playing centre mid for them. It's like uh, they are. It's just like when go. I see like any Newcastle I know. Jolinton is a striker who plays left wing and centre mid. Yeah, exactly. You play anywhere but the position we bought you for, and the money they've wasted as well. Forty million on him. Yeah, but I mean, just on Man City. Yeah, do you think yeah that Cancelo, he watches Trent and he's and then he tries to up him because those two are in a battle like to see who's the better guy. The thing is, um, I think there's not a lot of burden on Cancelo um, in terms of like the creation that Trent has and like the responsibility in that. A Liverpool team, whereas Cancelo, his job is to play as a centre mid. Trent has, yeah. Trent has more assists this season than Cancelo yeah, yeah, yeah. in his whole City career. Can- That's a fact, yeah. by the way. Mad. But um, also, like Cancelo has a bit of a freedom because of the way Man City play and yeah. the way Man City dominate the ball. So Cancelo, I don't know, he just roams around mm. and he's, he, he's literally playing alongside Rodri. That's his role. Yeah. Go play alongside Rodri. <laughs> I was I, I come in there furio- furiously backing my boy Trent, but Cancelo is he's quality. Yeah. He's yeah. Unbelievable, and the fact that he can do it from left and right back yeah. Um, yeah. is super impressive. Do really, think, really impressive. Do you think? Actually. Yeah, he saw Trent go, and he's like, "I'm going to do that." Obviously, Trent was further out. Trent yeah, was further was out, but make no finish. mistake about it. That was a banger from Cancelo yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think, I think seeing that, I, I think in answer to your previous question, I think that spurs him on a little bit. I don't think yeah. he wakes up thinking, "Oh, Trent scored a banger. I'm going to have to go and score one." <laughs> but I think maybe as he set up for that. You thought, oh, I can get myself. I, I think it's like healthy competition. Up in those conversations it? yeah. Again. It's yeah, not. It's not a situation like you know how Ronaldo can't get Messi out of his head. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Cancelo, yeah. he's just yeah. I don't think he's yeah. He, he might have seen it either. midweek. He's like, oh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 And, yeah, but Trent. They almost scored from a similar side. Yeah. I don't know why Trent was on that. Was it from a corner or something? Uh, I can't, yeah, I can't he's playing from like the Mane position. Smashed the end. But Man City, are you? What What are you guys thinking? Because. They, they, what they won nine games in a row now. Yeah. They're, they're just they're two, about fifteen goals um, against Leeds. <laughs> I think they're the only team in this league. Um, I think Chelsea too, um, who can cope with what we're going through at the moment, which is just players yeah. on a random one dropping out, and you won't see them for the next ten, fourteen days because they've got COVID and they're isolating. I think they're the only squad in the league who can deal with that. Yeah. Although you hear Chelsea fans complain that their game should have been postponed and blah, blah, blah. No, look at that first 11. First 11. Um, and their bench as well. Bench. Bench. It's so strong. I was like... No one said to you, don't put any of your under 23s on that bench. No one said that to you. And the success they've had from their academy players. Yeah. So why would you not put players on uh, their bench? I found it was... But we're not on, we're not on Chelsea. We'll get onto that in, in a second. But... Um, well, it looks it. ominous, doesn't it, Man City? Man City from this point on, this. I, I, shall, scary not, I shall not answer that question. Okay. <laughs> are you scared? You're not scared, though. No, huh? that, that's, not, that's not what we asked. He just doesn't want to answer. No, okay. he said it's looking ominous. Yeah. And you're basically you're saying essentially um, for the league. Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. I prefer not to speak. I know we're going to get onto Chelsea. Doing a hose. But I changed my mind 100%. Oh, so uh, when this, I said it. I was Chelsea were going to get relegated. No, no, no. I because I I'm going back on what I said because okay. I've obviously I've said I think Chelsea are going to win the league, 
But now they're six points behind Man City. Six points behind Man City is not the same as six points behind it's, anyone else. It's about 12. It's too much. And at, what, halfway through the season yeah. and they're six points behind. Well, if, they, if they can beat City and we can beat City, then it's all back right in a mix-up. But Chelsea's but form right now, they're all, not scoring enough it's goals. All, yeah. yeah, ifs and buts. Shout out Tommy. Um, <laughs> Shout out all the boys. Sam. <laughs> Go on. Alex. Shout out ifs and buts, bro. Alex. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be like I said. Like I said, um, I prefer not to speak on my Jose vibe, but yeah. I mean it is looking ominous. Like I said, and, and with Chelsea, I, I, not not to blow my own trumpet, but I have said that they yeah. were. And Junior um, said it as well. And Junior said it. Everyone basically apart from said me, it. Yeah. Apart from <laughs> yeah. But it was they were um, they they were producing far more than what I thought that team. Yeah could at the time and I think it's just caught up with them a little bit yeah. um, I know they were unlucky with COVID cases mm-hmm. um, at a weekend but should have won that game yeah I agree. do you want to go on to Chelsea I think that's what we're doing alright okay cool <laughs> that's what we're talking 0-0 about. against Wolves um, <laughs> it, is, it is a tough place to go alright so they had no striker so yeah but wait Havertz COVID, Chelsea. Werner COVID, Lukaku COVID, so it's difficult, man. <laughs> but their best striker plays on the right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Al- well, Alonso is their best striker, isn't it? But, oh, I mean, yeah, fair. Uh, when, when in the summer, they sold, well, they got rid of free strikers. They sold Tammy, sold Giroud, loaned out Brozier. We didn't know about Brozier before, so mm-hmm. that's fine. And obviously he's doing well, now he's getting game time. But they sold two strikers and brought in one. Last year, they had four strikers, Tammy, Giroud, Werner and Havertz, you can sort of, he played up front. They got rid of two and they brought in one. Mm-hmm. I, I still think, to me, Werner, he's he's not a good backup. He's not a good third choice. not a good fourth choice. Uh, he's not a good striker, in my opinion. It's interesting. I, I definitely want to let you finish this, by the way. Well, but we, had, point we, had, we had Chelsea fan on last week and Junior asked him, right now, as of right now, players in form, players out of form, what's your first Chelsea eleven? And Werner was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he said Werner, um, yeah. I don't, because I don't of really how get he it, can stretch defences. But do, do you watch Chelsea like a Chelsea fan? I know, I, I watch it like a rational human being. <laughs> no, <laughs> what I mean see is... that this useless guy who, who sees a dragon in front of the goal. He's honestly, he's, he's, he's worse than when, you know how Torres went crazy when he went Chelsea. <laughs> what I meant was... Do you watch as much of Chelsea as, as a Chelsea fan does? I think to, to be as able a to not, judge. No, well not definitely not as as much as a Chelsea fan. But obviously what 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 um Tommy is is looking at, well most Chelsea fans, the, they're looking at it from a perspective of what he gives to the team in terms of runs in behind and stretching play and all that. That's valuable, but it's not valuable enough for a striker considering how much they pay for him. And the amount and the fact that they're they're struggling for goals, you know? Yes, Chelsea yeah. are struggling for goals. Um the their top scorer is all right, was it? Isn't it Alonso? Uh, not Alonso. No, it's Mason Mount. It's Mason Mount. Oh, yes, Mason but I mean, the other like Chilwell the second got one two is, goals. Is Reece James. James, exactly. So Werner, it's not enough for him to just be stretching. He needs to get goals. That's what he was brought in for, and that's what everyone thought he was. That's exactly what he was brought in for. So it's a valid point. On top of that, I know he's been disrupted by COVID and injury and all that. But Lukaku's got three goals in eleven games. Yeah, that's poor. You know, Martin Eddie has got the same. Like one hundred fifteen million, mate. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so that's what you were brought in for, and still, like, he's he's. Uh, it's just not it's not good enough from a side that's constructed with so much money. You know? Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. I just think, um, kind of, the performances have caught up with them a little bit. Um, the the important thing for them is that they defend really well, and and they 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 can keep a clean sheet. So, for example, another team 
might have gone to Wolves and maybe lost that one nil, like mm. lost the odd chance. But, but Chelsea can yeah. can kind I of. I think do. you're right, and actually, in the same breath, credit to Wolves, yeah. who exactly what you've just said about Chelsea, same applies to them. Yeah. Um, they can. I'm being dead serious. Wolves can keep a clean sheet against any team in the league on their day. Dead serious. They're the they're, third best defense in the league. There you go. There you go. Um, they're yeah. set up. Um, really well that i know they've kept that five at the back system but it seems to work for them and they're really hard to break down you saw it when we we only scored a 94th minute winner against them and that was almost due to a couple of moments of pure brilliance the long diagonal ball and the the touch and the cut back other than that we found it really hard to break them down yeah there's been a lot of like and they got kept the clean sheet against brighton although brighton had some horrible misses (laughs) he's that guy mwepu Bro, <laughs> man, he hit Rose Ed from underneath the crossbar. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Wolves coming up on the 28th if it still yeah. goes ahead. It'll be a tough game. game. Yeah, it'll be yeah. definitely a tough home game. Home or away? Home. It'll be a tough game. Um, the manager's got them playing a really like a good style of football where they don't concede many chances. And yeah. although he is a bit more erratic than Patrizio, size. Uh, is it so, he's definitely he's got really the he, he's definitely got the bozo gene in him though <laughs> he's very capable of losing the game for him did you I, can't, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when he came out against Liverpool and Jota had the one-on-one that yeah. one or the open goal essentially yeah. and he kicked it straight at Cody but that came because he came out and kicked his own player <laughs> like he's got that ability to do something really stupid it's very Almunia like but um <laughs> uh I just I want to give credit to like like we are giving credit to Bruno Lager because not only are, like we are talking about how defensively like compact they are, but they were that way under Nuno as well. Mm-hmm. But now the way they build from the back and get out of pressure and then but also they, signing, they're like, better at, they're better attacking as well. Definitely, yeah. Um, they look nicer going forward than they did under Nuno. Yeah, and then like the whole defensively compact thing is further proved by the fact that they were te- down to ten men for. 45 minutes against yeah. Man City didn't concede another goal could have nicked the point and also the penalty was quite harsh yeah the penalty was very harsh as well so um, I got to, yeah you got to give a lot of credit to Wolves and uh, so but do you guys think honestly from a non-biased point of view should that game have been called off the, the Chelsea, Chelsea game from uh, Chelsea perspective what I don't do think you, so I don't absolutely do not think so Chelsea have more than enough to be able to have an 11 there which is fair enough they don't have a striker but they have the rest of it was, was fine and mm. then a bench it's what Mark said. Why didn't they have on the twenty threes? Fill they up the rest of the players and two goalkeepers on the bench. But that's the choice. You get nine players on the bench. Yeah. Go get some under twenty ones exactly. to your bench. Exactly. And I'm sure. I'm so sure. There's a couple of players in that under twenty ones who they've had their eye on for a while. Mm. Who they thought, you know what? Yeah. Soon he'll be ready for the next step. Maybe two could just looked opportun- at the academy and said, oh, "We've loaned out everyone. <laughs> no one's there. <laughs> he just walked in. Um, <laughs> what's that? Tumbleweed. Thing? Tumbleweed just going across the floor." <laughs> Raw, no one's here, bro. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, have, to have two keepers on the bench. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think. No, so. I, I just think I, Tommy kind of mentioned it to me before the game, um, and then the lineout came out, and I said to him, "I'm going to be honest." Like, that was a, that was Mendy. That was a back three of Rudiger, Thiago Silva, Azpilicueta. You had Reese James and Alonso as yep. wing backs. You had a front three of Kante Kovacic. Uh, you had Kante and Kovacic in the middle. You had a front three of Pulisic, Ziyech, and Mount. Uh, yeah, a lot. Of t- you can do a lot worse than that. Yeah, you can and, do a lot and Mount worse is their top scorer. Yeah. So, like, I, I honestly, I, I don't feel any sympathy. I think that game should have gone ahead. It did go ahead, and Wolves deserve the point. Collectively, from we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Chelsea, rest in piss. <laughs> <laughs> so officially, yeah, 
officially, you're saying Chelsea are out of the tower race. Um, mm, that's what, see, that's what you're saying. It's difficult for me to say, but I'm changing my opinion. Okay, so it's between Chelsea Liverpool and Man City. I'm okay, not going to so say Chelsea no. won't win the league. I don't think they're going to win the league. It's too, it's, too many, it's too many points. Liverpool are only three points behind, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and also, the thing is the main thing, really. I know people say defence wins championships. In my opinion, the team that scores the most goals this year will win the Premier League. Okay. And those two are just free scoring. Well, we really literally head and head, yeah, in terms yeah, of goals. So. We're, we're literally on the they, exact same goal difference. Also, yeah. also they have they have Salah. They have Salah. These lot have Everyone. fifteen attacking <laughs> midfielders who are all goal scorers. <laughs> oh well, so. wait, wait, wait! We didn't talk about two players who got dropped for new against Newcastle. Foden and Grealish, isn't it? Yeah, for going out clubbing. The mm. night of the mm. Leeds game. Foden needs to fix up because he did yeah. something similar with England. Yeah. Um, when got they dropped. were in Iceland. Yeah, and he got Mason dropped. And he Greenish got has done it better times as well. Greenish <laughs> loves the night out. I know I've read this this morning, yeah, and I just immediately thought, listen, I could be wrong and I'm just assuming, but I know Greenish is the ringleader there. He's the <laughs> one who's saying, everyone else, yeah. Phil, come and on. Foden's the only one who said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely like, come on, Phil. I can guarantee you. Come on, Phil. Come on, Phil. Let's just go and have one. He definitely One. texted Kyle Walker behind. Yeah. I was like, you on it? Kyle Walker's like, nah, not tonight. He's like, come on. No, but apparently they turned up to train in the next day um, and it was evident straight yeah. away. Oh, were they pissed? That they were, no, well, they weren't like, they had but obviously they gone home they and went slept a little bit. But they were, you oh, knew hang, immediately yeah, they were hung over. Yeah, and yeah. They're stinking of and at, sweating. And at an institution like City when you train to be the best team in the world. Yeah. That's, Guardiola that ain't going to play that. Exactly, no, apparently that won't Pep be accepted. was pissed. Like yeah. he was not happy, was but like, um, what I was gonna say is, it's also, I know they're living their life, but we're in COVID season, yeah, and we're still going through it, and we're seeing loads of cases. I think it's ninety cases now, um, throughout all of the Premier League teams and staff. So it's a bit thoughtless to go out clubbing, then, yeah, um, when you know that this is going around, and you know, I I personally don't want to see the Prem being stopped again i don't want it to stuff. go behind closed doors man really oh. really don't because i mean i'm begging I'm i think there's certain i think i personally happened. think yeah the teams represented by us lot so you liverpool fan arsenal fan we i honestly think we're going to be affected the most you see what liverpool does what happens especially last season yeah. that liverpool's fans is like a literally it's not even a 12th man it's a 15th man yeah <laughs> <laughs> and arsenal i honestly feel like our performances have been improved by the fact that we have um, fans mm. in the ground, so I hope. Yeah, that like you said, it's so irresponsible as well. And because a, a lot of the cases are actually from unvaccinated. Yeah, you see, in all the other top leagues, they they're running about ninety percent plus in terms of vaccinated yeah. players, whereas in the Premier League, still sixty eight percent. Klopp said it straight away: we're not going to buy any players not vaccinated. Yeah. Get vaccinated. Don't listen to the and conspiracy think, theorists. And I think that is something that I think just needs. That's the message that needs to be. Mm. I think that's why I love Klopp so much. Yeah, I'm, like. That kind of leadership from your manager to just come out and say things, and he talks about it a lot. Like I remember, he he had an interview recently where he was talking about him and his friend had a conversation. His friend didn't believe in getting vaccinated, but he said, "Like I don't." He's you my friend. Number. <laughs> you know, he goes, "He's my friend." But what, I encouraged him to to stop listening to you know the um, conspiracy Reddit. theories <laughs> and and just listen to what the um, experts are saying. And the reason smiling. why we get him smiling. I mean, <laughs> it's his dad, isn't it? Well, <laughs> your dad I can't enjoy this, no? <laughs> no, you love but Klopp. But I honestly I love Klopp for, for things like that. Like, it shows great leadership. It um, shows what an, uh, someone like that having an influence, in it? He's literally got the capability of making 90% of Liverpool get vaccinated by just him speaking. Yeah, I genuinely think 
as when he said that, I genuinely think in the city of Liverpool, vaccination yeah. Yeah. went up. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it He's went up. He's got that Michael Jordan effect. Um, <laughs> do you guys think, like, this is um, something like the NBA and the NFL have done where, um, specifically the NBA, if a player isn't vaccinated, and I know that they travel and America is a, is a lot bigger than, mm-hmm. than England, but if a player is not vaccinated, he cannot travel with his team. He has to stay in the state. He can play in home games. Um if if he's unvaccinated if but the team gets penalized in terms of like fines or whatever if players are unvaccinated do you think i'm not saying that teams should get fined and players shouldn't travel but do you think there should be some emphasis from the premier league to say okay for safety this we're gonna put mm. this in in place i, I hear what you're saying I, I think that sets a dangerous precedent because mm-hmm. then it's kind of like well then do we then have to do that to every single person in the crowd um, and then it start, sets a precedent almost of football is only for the vaccinated. That I would disagree no, with. No, 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 no. No, sorry. I'm talking <laughs> about the players. No, 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 no. Even, well, even that, I mean, it's, listen. It's not, I, nothing I, about the fans. It's just I, the players. I, I'm i all for personal choice. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I'm all for. I, um, so it's a very interesting topic. Yeah, that it's one of those it's, you don't want to really it's kind of sticky get in deep a way. into. It's too um, sticky, yeah. I so just delete got, the last five minutes. No, 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 it's true. No, no, it's, this is a, this is an interesting. It's fair. It's a fair thing because I, I, I think forcing them to get vaccinated it doesn't really it doesn't. It I doesn't know, it's, work. it's not a forcing, but it, like for them, Depending. it's a choice. Yeah, but it's like saying like this. Essentially, it's forcing them. It's yeah, like it, saying you can't play. So. But for example, I can't remember who on the the Warriors team has said that he's not going to get vaccinated. So they said, okay, you can play home games, but you can't play away games. Yeah, I mean, but just 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 on what Mark was saying though, like. It does set a bad because I I'm like me, me personally I'm double vaccinated but I just got COVID I don't think being being vaccinated doesn't stop you getting COVID of course it just being vaccinated it lessens the transmissions and yeah, you yeah. getting really sick as well so I think you can still pass it on like but I mean I think it like Mark says it will go into really difficult territory because mm-hmm. people are you gonna force every single fan to get vaccinated before they come into a ground but that's what I'm saying it's and nothing so, like, to do with the fans yeah but I mean that's the thing so like it's it's a, you, you stop well, the they players. Might, they might do that anyway with the COVID pass and stuff that that is being talked much. about. But yeah, we're, we're getting way, way off piss. Let's, yeah, let's not, let's not right, get into right, this. Do you guys want to do the no. team, uh, agreed team of the season? Yeah? Hmm? <laughs> uh, agreed team of the season. I put it in the agenda. Did you not read it? Hmm? Mark's expression said everything. All right. So let's just go through it. Let's freestyle it, Mark. Right. You don't okay, of this season. So, so who's, been, who's been the best goalkeeper this season? Who you say, Mark? Uh... You know what? I'll give you lot this one. Oh, give it to Ramsdale. Ramsdale, Junior? I was going to say between Allison and Ramsdale. See, I, I would give it to Allison, but I always get the, oh, I'm going for Liverpool players, man, all the time. No, no, if, but Liverpool are second in the league, man. Yeah. So you can't I know, really I genuinely was going to say Allison or Ramsdale. Um, Allison or Ramsdale. So um, we got to choose one, though. I think that's fair to okay, say. Okay, then who, who was your pick? Ramsdale? Yeah, I was going to say Ramsdale. Numbers, so Ramsdale? Numbers Ramsdale, win. Yeah, yeah, numbers so Ramsdale. right back, very easy. Trent. Trent, Trent. Trent all round. Left back, but shout out for for Trees, uh, Trees, Reese. Man said Trees, Reese James. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's not as cl- it's not it's not as clear cut. Yeah. But yeah. I think Trent. Trent no, if we, if we were doing if we had a full segment for this, a full episode, yeah. we could go into detail yeah, yeah, then yeah. about why. But oh. I think Trent is yeah. is yeah. the overwhelming choice in my opinion. And left left back, back Cancelo, Cancelo. Yeah. Oh, very easy, absolutely. Centre backs. This gets a little more difficult. I 100 percent will say Van Dyke is one of those. 
Are you uh, agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Well, this this was the first Premier League game he's missed this season mm. uh, due to COVID. So other than that, he's been yeah, absolutely he's been, unreal. Step back in as if he had. Who's left. the other one? I, I think the ones I'm thinking about. Do you agree Van Dijk as well? Yeah, yeah? I agree with Van Dijk. All right, so uh, the only other two people I'd say is Rudiger and Thiago Silva. So which one do you guys? I, think? I was I was leaning more towards Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva. Rudiger, but Rudiger. I do think Diaz deserves a shout. Diaz, yeah. yeah. Gabriel is, is a is a good shout as well. I think, but I think clearly like those. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Thiago Silva as well. I think he's just been spectacular. Okay. Thiago Silva. Or a 37 year old as well. Um, centre mid, who are we going with? So, what, what formation are we doing? Don't know. 4 3 3? 4 3 3 would be fine, yeah. yeah. So, four, three, three. one person I definitely want to put in there is Rodri. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Rodri. Yeah, fair. Do you anyone else? <laughs> it's not, it's not I mean, just me like, suggesting good to like you guys. Rodri, I was thinking Declan Rice. Declan Rice, really I put in there as well, yeah. Um, and then let's make this four-two-three-one then, because those two in a three-man midfield, I'm not having it. Mm. Have those two sitting okay. in. All right. So yeah. who's the ten? I'll say Bernardo. Yeah, yeah. Bernardo. Yeah, yeah. Bernardo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Salah on the right. Salah, hundred percent. Obviously, right, yeah. the team doesn't exist if Salah's not in it. Mm. On the right, I was thinking. On the right. Well, on the left. On the left. On the, on the left I was thinking. Jota, pretty much. That's that's a, yeah. That's a or yeah. Manuel Dennis is a good shout as well. But enjoyed him. Smith Rowe has obviously been good as well. But, but Jota I definitely. put Jota, yeah, and then striker. Striker. You could even put Jota there. He yeah, wanted, you, yeah. You actually could. To yeah, be fair. it's because not many are scoring that many this season. So other maybe than we, maybe we put Emil Smith Rowe and then Jota up front, or maybe Vardy or or Antonio. No, Vardy. Vardy's he scored in yeah. patches, but yeah. it hasn't been. And yeah, yeah, I'm happy with Jota yeah. number ten. And Antonio had a Smith really Rowe good start to the season, yeah. and it's kind of tailing off a little exactly. bit. That would be my reasoning as well. So yeah, let's go Smith Rowe on the left, and then go with Jota up. Jota top. up yeah. top. Yeah, that's a good team. So team is Ramsdale, Trent right back, Cancelo left back, Thiago Silva, Van Dijk. Yep. Rodri, Declan Rice, Bernardo ten, left Smith Rowe, right Salah up front. Jota. Jota. Good team. All right, okay. So we've got, got other, well. other. Wait, wait. Let, let's do man of the week before we we get a, away with our like. So, right, cool. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Martinelli for a goal against West Ham, two goals against Leeds. His performances are um, are growing, and he's getting better and better. And you can see the improvements. He's also adding assists to his game, and the cheeky nutmeg on Suchek, just the cherry <laughs> on top. So that is my nomination, Marcus. Cool. This one this week is a bit of a random one, um, okay. and it's kind of plucked out there. And I don't think this guy's been nominated before, um, but I'm going to give it to Connor Cody. Um, and the reason for that is Wolves just being solid how they are at the back. That's another clean sheet against Chelsea. He's actually been playing at around about 60 to 70% fitness for the past six weeks. But he keeps going and he keeps going and he keeps putting in performances. And he's the glue for me that keeps that Wolves back five so tight knit and, and so compact so uh i think he's due his dues so i'm gonna give it to connor cody and then we would usually have tanya so she'll nominate someone and then abdi yeah i'm gonna go with odegaard you know my norwegian prince <laughs> <laughs> doing a thing he's been fantastic last three games specifically this whole week loads of chances created and he was amazing against leeds culminating with that amazing assist for smith rose goal so we didn't even talk about shout it. out to my boy no, I kind of mentioned it. You kind of mentioned it, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I, I would have, um, if I wasn't so far ahead, I would have nominated Cancelo, this but um, I give it. I'm going to give it to Conor Cody because he deserves See, it. That's, that's the Liverpool connection. That's a little Cody. cocky there. No, nah, he does. He deserves it. He really does for me. 
Um, okay, so last year we did something called the Mid-Season Awards. Is this what you're kind of... Well, not really, just like just few ones here yeah, and just there. Just a so, quick. Yeah, quick one. All right, so, so in this one's pretty easy, but who's the player of the year? Salah. Mo Salah. Salah is very easy, yeah. All right, so who are we going with the young player of the year? Are, are you talking the year of 2021? No, no or I'm are talking you talking about the, start well, the first half, first yeah, yeah. yeah, player of the season so far. So Salah, right? Yeah. Young yep. player? Uh, well, I don't know why you guys are hesitating. In my opinion, it's clear it's Smith Rowe. Yeah, yeah. Smith Rowe. No, no doubt, Smith Rowe. Who's the most improved? That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Could we, is it bad to say Rudiger? Because well, Rudiger, he was good towards the end of last season, isn't it? Towards the end of last season, but before that, he was a bit shaky, and this season, he's just been. Mm. I don't I know if we can. I have give a candidate. Him. I have a candidate. Come on. Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. Because he was he was hopeless, isn't it? And then now since he's been playing right wing, I think he's been. Could we say Bernardo Silva? I think you can say Bernardo Silva actually. If you compare this season to, to, to last, last season, season. And I'm his, just thinking and he's had well, he's had quality seasons before though. So he has. yeah, but, so has Jesus. That's, that's being a, quite unfair on him. And he had a dip as well. So but he's back. All right, I'm I'm alright with Bernardo. Yeah, let's but say Bernardo. Listeners, I said Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Alright, so these ones are hold on. Surprise. 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 Emmanuel Dennis. Emmanuel Dennis. Yeah. Um Cornet. Oh Cornet, yeah, Cornet, yeah. yeah. I th- I genuinely think we stop there though and give it to Dennis. I think that's a really yeah, good shot. Like, you know, he's like, no one knew anything about him, innit? Yeah. Who's the manager of the year so far? That's interesting. See, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said maybe Moyes, mm. but West Ham have kind of Dipped in form. I think it's still Moyes. You think no, it's still Moyes? No, no, I disagree. Top, I think top of their Europa League group with mm-hmm. ease. Played mm-hmm. a uh, back five of full academy players, all 18-year-olds in their last uh, group game. And, bro, fifth in the league. True, but Klopp's, Liverpool lost one game in all competitions. I know, I know. But if you look back, history tells us under Klopp, we don't, this, this is what we do in the league other than last season. I, I hear what you're saying. But with, with Moyes on West Ham, it's just continuously impressive. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all right with giving it to yeah, Moyes, fine. but I would have said Klopp. Okay. Uh, best signing? Ramsdale? Uh, no, I've got I've got some names, actually. I wrote some down. So best signing, just in case. So let me know what you guys think about these candidates. So we said Ramsdale. And we also said Emmanuel Dennis. Mm-hmm. He's bought the season. Conor Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liv Romento. He's been quality. Yeah, you got this from Sky Sports, didn't you? No, I literally oh. googled. Livermento should have actually been mentioned, not not given it, but mentioned for Young Player of the Year. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You got Corne, who's been quality as well. Yeah. Uh, Tomiyasu Junior, Cucurella. <laughs> yeah. Tomiyasu and Demario Gray. Yeah. So who are we saying is the signing of the season? Honestly, I think it's Ramsdale. Mark. Read power through that list again. Ramsdale, Dennis, Conor Gallagher, Livermento, Corne. Cucurella, Tomiyasu, Demario Gray. I'm saying Dennis or Ramsdale. I would have said Dennis as well, though, honestly. But just being because Dennis was 3.6 million. Yeah. Ramsdale's 30 million. Yeah, Ramsdale's 30 million, but was ridiculed for having two relegations and no one expected him to have the passing range that he has, eight clean sheets. Um he has he is the he has he's first in a couple of like prem stats in terms of like how many like yeah. yeah save percentages and uh, you know whatever I but think I think we'll both go with Dennis we'll go with Dennis because we've got Sorry. two against one and the worst signing so I've got some some candidates yeah Dan James 30 million <laughs> yeah God. Uh, Rondon 
Um, I know he's improved recently, but Jaden Sancho has been so underwhelming considering how much mm-hmm. he was bought for. Um, Junior Furpo, he's just an awful just player. Say junior. <laughs> yeah. Joe Willock, considering yeah, the yeah, expectations. And to me, the the two standout candidates here are two players who essentially play left back. Danny Rose. And to me, the number one is Sal Niguez. So I, yeah, don't Sal. even, don't even, not even go into conversation. And also, I put, I, I put Ronaldo in there as well. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not joking. You locked your phone quick there. Yeah. <laughs> so we going with Sal, yeah? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And did you hear my little dig at him playing left back? <laughs> yeah, we had. Sal, um, you are wasted. Sal is man. So shall we just put that like some options up for people to vote then? Yeah, yeah. Like we did last. Yeah. 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 Or whatever. I but don't remember fair, what like, we did last year. It d- doesn't matter. We like our, 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 our votes are final, innit? Okay. <laughs> so yeah. All right then. Um, we did have a. What do we need to talk about? And that were, we kind of covered it in terms of like the competency of the referees, the competence of the referees. The competency is a completely different thing. But yeah, the competence of refereeing in this country. We kind of covered it. There was a good. There was a, someone put a question up on Twitter saying, "Is it time to bring in European referees?" Because I saw that, but like when I when you assess it, like collectively, England probably has the highest standard of refereeing. Because if you look at some of the stuff that goes on in other leagues, like do you remember a couple of years ago? Yeah, where I think it was a PSG game, and they were playing against Nantes, and one of the defenders he accidentally tripped up the referee, and the referee got up and kicked him, and sent him off, and then that referee got banned from. That like you would never see that in England. Because they're under strict rules, isn't it? So yeah. I think collectively, you don't get stupid things that happen consistently in other leagues. Like I think only two leagues have professional referees, and that's England and Italy. Whereas the individuals, you, you get the best individual referees elsewhere. Mm. And do you know what I like the most is the fact that I'm talking and no one's listening to me. I'm listening to you. Well, he's I looking. heard every word you said. All right, cool. Because can I get some engagement? <laughs> you know, so... Um, the referees, the individual referees, you get the best, like in the World Cup, no English, well, the previous World Cup, no English referees went. Mm. And you get the worst individual mistakes coming from indivi- um, referees. So what do you guys think? Is there time to be like a change, shake up in referees? I don't know. I, I saw a picture of referees in the English league, uh, in the English Premier League, right? And it was, I think it was like 16 pitchers. I don't know exactly how many refs the English league had. And every single one of them was a white middle-aged man. Yeah. And it's just, you know, we scream diversity across football, um, but we don't get that with referees. It's a point that I'm making that doesn't have much um, to do with the question that was asked. But in terms of what you're saying about not necessarily, not necessarily an overhaul, but drastic change has to come. Yeah, definitely. How can there's no female referees? Man? Not exactly. And it, has to, it all comes back to that sense of, no accountability for referees. Um, yeah. Literally zero accountability. You know, managers come out and if they say something that authorities don't necessarily like, they get fined. They get fined. Yeah. I'll also say that I think VAR needs to be managed not by their friends. Yeah. Because if it's done independently, then we're more likely to get the right decision. If these people can be trained to say like, okay, this is this and this is that, then... If they can review something, I mean, if we can review something and just say like Harry Kane, that's a sending off. Some, yeah, it should be some more of an independent. Because because these men are just vouching for their friends. And we forget, people forget, VAR stands for Video Assistant Referee. Yeah. 
So why are we trusting another hopeless idiot in the studio just yeah. because they're in the studio standing up without chair? <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't get why they don't get a chair. Okay. And yeah, so um, why don't they just get? So there's no, like Mark said, there's no accountability because it's just your friend, and there's going to be always a hesitation to <coughs> overrule the decision of your friend. So just before we finish, I have the these quotes from Junior Stanislas. Um, he goes, um, "I don't think loans are everything for kids." At West Ham, I was used to playing keep ball in tight areas. Then I went on loan and we did keep ball in massive areas. It was easy for me. After six weeks, I came back to West Ham, back to smaller areas. I was miles off it. I went to I went to go and get experience on loan, but felt my development went backwards. What do you guys think about that? I know it's not universal because, for example, if you get a loan at a, let's say, when Brentford were in the championship, if you get a loan there, you're probably going to have the same kind of training you'd expect in a maybe like a lower league Premier, um, a lower Premier League team. But what what do you guys think about that in terms of like, for example, Liverpool youngsters going out on loan or Arsenal youngsters going out on loan? It's a fair point. It's like Chelsea, they they they're loaned most of the time. They go to a team in Holland like Vitesse yeah. or something, or they'll go to like a somewhere there's different types of loans. there's loans obviously where you get the young players to go and then there's loans where it's like halfway house for you to get the hell out in it mm. so um <laughs> it's difficult like for example Ar- Arsene Wenger was always very particular about who he wanted where he wanted to send a player on loan I remember when he his most successful in terms of sending a player on loan and them coming back good is Wilshere for example Wilshere went to Bolton when it was first rumoured their manager I think it was Sam Allardyce so if Sam Allardyce is their manager Bruv, you're not going to touch the ball. Like, you're a midfielder. But then, yeah, exactly. When he went, it was Owen Coyle. And Owen Coyle, his Burnley team, they like to play on the ground. And that's what, like, that's where he was quite successful. It it doesn't make sense for you. Can you imagine Pep sending Palmer, what's his name, Coyle Palmer, to Burnley? (laughs) Bro, if if you're a forward... You need to be six foot four and have a head made of metal. <laughs> so um, it doesn't make sense for certain. That, that Stanislas is a hundred percent right. Like, and also that that will affect him when he goes back. Yeah. Like whoever the, the young player is as well. So you got to be very particular about where you go. I remember one time, yeah. Uh, I know this was more of a like to get him out, but do you remember Alex Lebia yeah? yeah. when he signed for Barcelona and then they loaned him out to Birmingham. Yeah, I remember. And then he was like, he in Italy he said Barcelona. It was difficult for me because the passing was too quick. I went to uh, Birmingham, and the tactic was the defenders kick the ball up and we all run after. <laughs> <I remember. laughs> so it was like it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like he was like, oh, it's very difficult. And but he's played in England before. But then like, bro, you're going to get four or five touches in the game, and everyone's going to criticize the way you are. Yeah. So not only is it going to hamper you in terms of when you go back to your normal club, but then your perception. You're going to be seen as a failed loan. You're saying loan was bad because the style of play is just difficult. So you've got to be very careful about it. What about yeah. you? What do you think? I, I agree with what you've said, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's, it's weird at Liverpool because <laughs> we don't necessarily loan that many young players out. The ones that we know that we want to come through, um, Trent, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, never had loans. Um Harvey Elliott was in Blackburn. Harvey Elliott came oh, when he was of young. Of course, yeah, oh, but yeah, he, he, came, did, he yeah. came from Fulham. Sorry, yeah. that's a good point. Came from Fulham, went to Blackburn, but that was when he was like young, young. He's but proper they, like young in it though. Like when they hit a certain age, like say 18 or something, it's very rare that Liverpool loan them out to go and gain that experience. They just bring them into the squad slowly and, and because it's a very specific style of playing, as you've mentioned, the difference from Barca to Birmingham. Um, 
is a, it, you're going to get different styles of play everywhere you go and it's yeah. about finding the the perfect one and it seems like at Liverpool the perfect place is home um, obviously we've got a couple of players out on loan now I was like about Sepp, to ask you about the, and, um, the, the Preston one the, yeah Ginger Ginger Donny from who's gone to Preston um, we signed, we signed him that. as a youngster mm-hmm. um, he's gone there to be fair that's been a good loan for him um, centre back by trade nailed down the right back spot first choice um, and that's gone really well for him but he came from Holland and he hasn't didn't have much experience of English football so I think that was more of let's get him out there let's get him playing in these English leagues and, and up to that physicality standard but in terms of the players like, like I said and you've got to think even way back from like Gerard days never went on loan um, Michael Owen didn't go on loan I don't know it's just yeah yeah I mean if, if you're a super talent like Gerard and Michael Owen there's no need for a loan you're ready you're in the team Foden's not gone on loan um, Smith Rowe did but only because he was so he was injured so much so when he was in the team he was literally where did he go he went he first oh, went, yeah. he first went, he yeah. first went to Leipzig, Leipzig. he yeah. went to Leipzig first but then he was injured the whole time he didn't play but the reason he did is because he got injured and then he couldn't get back in the team and then he just needed game time and then he got injured while he was on loan and the same thing as well so if Smith Rowe was fit the whole time and he didn't get injured he probably would have stayed I don't think he would have got a loan so, I mean, it, most of the time nowadays, especially for big teams, the loans, it's rare that a player is just going to come back. Like we've seen with Tammy, two loans, he played for a bit, then they sold him. Same with, well, it, we, we, it, it's only remained to see what we see with um, someone like Brozier or Conor Gallagher. Mm. Who knows? Maybe for their career, it's best if they stay where they are. We'll see, innit? Cool. Although to be fair, Chelsea have had like a lot of success with most recent loans. Reese James, Mason Mount, they all got loans and they come back into the team as well. Mm. So we'll see. Cool. Junior's wanted to wrap up this podcast for the last five minutes. <laughs> Sorry, man. So um, yeah, so Merry Christmas to everyone out there. And if we don't speak to you via this podcast, Happy New Year. And we'll catch you on the next exciting episode of We'll Talk About That Later. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.